Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, everybody. We are back for another episode here of When Ghosts Speak with Mary Ann. And Mary Ann, we're, we're not quite in a Christmassy fun episode yet. We are no uh, the next couple ones we'll do some Christmas, but this one is still it's working up to it. Let's put it that way. That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. So, so what what fun story do you have today? Okay. So this gal called Edna left me a message on my phone, and it was Hi Mary Ann, you cleared my house about 10 years ago. And it was crazy. Edna is really not that common of a name. So I sort of remembered her for that. Plus, I did her house a couple of weeks before Christmas. And I remembered when I walked in, the house smelled really good and she was making Christmas cookies. And I thought, yeah, I'm in people's houses and I'm not making Christmas cookies. So, you know, we were talking and when I cleared her house when I was ready to leave, she handed me a box of cookies she had made for me, which I thought, oh, how nice. So I remembered Edna just for that reason. So she calls and she is a manager and we will just say of a card shop. We won't specifically say which kind of card shop, but it was all purpose card shop, typical, anything you'd see. And she said, it's very, very strange. She said, when I go in in the morning to open up or whoever opens up in the morning, she said, Three quarters of the shelves are cleared. It's like there's nothing on the shelves. And I said, that much? Because I've, I've heard of, like in a library, five or six books are knocked down. But this one was violently clearing the shelves. And I'm thinking, wow. And I said, how long has this been going on? She says, just about, she says, well, maybe like the first week in November. I said, all right. And now, again, this is like, eh, this is around almost the same time, about two weeks before Christmas. And she says, and I kept thinking there must be a ghost in here. But it was so strange. She said, I came in this morning and I went back in the locker room and I came in with our new girl and her name is Anne Marie. And nice lady, 55-ish, she said she's been working here for a little bit now. And we walked into the back room together to put our purses and our coats in our lockers. She says, and on Anne-Marie's locker was scratched in the front of it a stick figure, figure of a devil. I said, oh, okay. And she said, and then the rest of it was a stick figure, looked like a lady laying down with fire all around her. And I said, what you're describing sounds like somebody's in hell. She goes, that's what we thought. It looked like it was somebody in hell, but it was just on Anne Marie's locker. I said, that's, that's bizarre. And she said, yeah. And there was nothing in the store. I, I was talking to her, to her from the store. And there was a couple customers had come in while we were talking. 
They didn't have anything attached to them. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. I said, you know what? I said, tell me something about this Anne Marie. And she said, well, she said, no kids, about 55. Her husband was Charles, and he died um, about a year and a half, two years ago. She said, she's very sweet, but she's a little naive. I said, what does that mean? She said, well, she really never did anything. Her husband pretty much kept her in the house. When they got married, she was working in a department store as a clerk. And But after they got married, you can't work. My mother never worked in her life. My father took care of her and me. And your, my wife is not going to work. So she couldn't work. They had to get married in his church which was a very simple ceremony, uh, extremely simple, um, no relatives. She actually didn't have any relatives that were alive or close. It was just bizarre. And his mother didn't live with them, but apparently she was over a lot. And I said, and so she needs the money? And she says, no, she says, her husband was an accountant. She says, I think she's fine. I think she's just bored to death and she wanted to be out of the house. So she started working here. She said, and little things come up. She said, um, like she looks, she'll pick up a really pretty card and she'll go, oh, I could never send a card like this. My mother-in-law would have been so mad. And they couldn't play cards. The only things they could watch on TV were religious stations. Uh, no dancing. I mean, it, it was, in, in all honesty, I don't know what the church, which church it was. But, you know, there's a lot of very reformed churches that are very strict. And apparently this was one of them. Well, Charles is dead, so she's free. So it took her about a year and a half to get herself worked up to, you know, to go out and find a job. But apparently, you know, Edna said this was the first place I think she even came to. And she said, I absolutely. She says, you're going to, I'm going to get more help out of a person that age than I am a young person coming in because they're busy. You know, Anne-Marie wasn't busy. She could come and work anytime. So everything was fine. She, the customers seemed to like her and everything. And I said, you know what? I says, do me a favor. The next time Anne Marie comes in to work, leave a message. I says, I'm just sort of curious about something. Well, it was about three or four days later, I came home and there was a message from Edna. She was calling from the store. Anne-Marie was there, and so was a ghost. So this was absolutely Anne-Marie's ghost, no doubt about it. And I'm thinking to myself, and it was really weird, whoever, wherever the ghost was, it wasn't in a place I could see. I could just pick up on the energy. And I thought, oh, I bet it's Charles. I bet he's so angry that she is out of the house and doing things. I bet it's him. So 
I said to Edna, I says, what are the chances of me coming into the store when just you and Ed or Anne Marie open the store up? So, you know, she said, yeah, that'll work. So she gave me a day and I went out there and I was there like at 10 minutes to 10, store opened at 10. And I walked in actually with Anne Marie and Edna and yep, there was the ghost right with her. And I said, you know, this doesn't make any sense. I, I looked at Anne Marie. I said, has Edna told you why I'm here and what this is about? She said, yeah, she sort of said something, but I didn't want to hear it. Uh, don't tell me about this kind of stuff. She says, if my mother-in-law was alive right now, she'd kill me for, for even thinking about this kind of stuff. She said, no, this, this is all, that's all devil stuff. And I said, okay. And I says, but I didn't write that little stick devil on your locker. I wasn't here for that. She goes, yeah. And I said, your mother-in-law is dead. She goes, yeah, she wasn't alive. We, she, she died maybe a year and a half, two years after we got married. She didn't really care for me too much. She said, but you know, it was all about Charles. It was Charles. I, started laughing one day we were horsing around Charles and I we were just you know back and forth and my mother-in-law was there and I said what was your mother-in-law's name she said Harriet and Harriet was there and she said uh she says and I looked at Charles and I says I'm gonna start calling you Chuck and she says, I thought my mother-in-law was going to take the knife that she was slicing the bread with and slit my throat. He is Charles. You are never to call him Charlie, Chuck, or Chucky, or nothing. And she said, I was very, and she says, and Charles never stood up for me. He just said, if that's what mom wants, that's what you're going to do. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. But you know, if she didn't have anybody... Oh, who knows why somebody marries somebody? I don't know. Well, and that's exactly who it was. It was her mother-in-law. And I said to Harriet, I said, you've been dead for a number of years now. I said, you never crossed over? Why? She said, look what he was married to. My only son, my only child. He should have married somebody from the church that had the same likes and dislikes as him. No, he had to marry an outsider. And, and, and she kept tempting him to do things that he is not allowed to do. I said, you know, Harriet, I says, exactly how much control did you have over her after you were dead? She goes, well... She says, I got her in a lot of trouble. I said, how? She said, well, she said, in the afternoons while Charles was working, she would go to a movie, go see a show by herself, and never tell him. She said, she wasn't allowed to do that. And I said, so how did you get her in trouble? She said, oh, the show ticket stub was in the pocket of her coat, and I put it on the table so Charles found it. I said, nice, nice, sneaky, nice. She said, and you can't believe this. 
or you probably will because you would understand, she said, but she liked to go to the store and buy herself fancy underwear. I said, okay. She goes, well, you know, Charles didn't see it. And so she could wear it. And she says, that was wrong. She shouldn't do that. And I said, and what did you do? She said, oh, I put her fancy underwear inside Charles's underwear drawer. I said, oh, wow. I said, that, that, that was bad. I said, that was really bad. And so she says, and I, they got into some good fights. She said, it's not in our church, she says, but I would have accepted if he divorced her. I said, great. And I said, so why are you doing this to the store? She goes, well, if this ninny, and that's what she called Edna, a ninny. If this ninny knew her job at being a manager, she would have had to know that it was definitely Anne Marie that was doing all the damage in the store, and she should have fired her. I said, Harriet, the stuff happened when the store was closed. How could Anne Marie have been responsible for it? And she said, well, she said, Edna gave her a, hold, a key to hold in case if there was a burglar alarm that would go off and Marie lived closest to the store. She said she probably just came in here and, and did it in the middle of the night. To make a long story very, very short, you know what? A mother-in-law and an only son, an only child, there was, it was a little unusual, to say the least. So it, it and Anne-Marie stood there the whole time. I thought she was going to die when I told her about the ticket stub in her fancy underwear. And she just stared at me. I said, you believe me now? She goes, I believe you. I, I believe you. Okay. And she said, can I say something to Harriet? I said, yeah. I said, she's going to go to the light. She wants to see her darling son. She said, Harriet, I never liked you. Good for her. Just <laughs> that's, for her. That's, I would have been a little bit more descriptive, I think, if it was me, but but she was a nice lady. So that I was used more choice words. <laughs> that's right. That's right. She was very um, I guess ladylike would be the good word for it. What's that southern saying? Losing my religion. I would have lost my religion. Right. In my response to her. That's right. That's right. I felt sorry for her. I mean to I mean, again, I think that she was, you know, there was nothing mentally wrong with her, just a little slow. And she just accepted everything everybody told her it's until she got a little sneaky there. But she's human. What the heck? Mm -hmm. And she looked at Edna when this was all over and she said, are you going to fire me now? Edna said, no, absolutely not. She says, out of all the people that work here, now I know you for sure are okay. She says, now I'm wondering about everybody else that works here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs>
Okay. So new pre-employment screenings, uh, Marianne, right. <laughs> before any new employees are hired, check them out, please. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, in all honesty, there was a ballet company that uh, the, what is the, the director? I guess he was a director. Uh, uh, yeah. He was some kind of director. They were hiring people for the ballet and I had to work for this guy's mother and he asked me if I could come to New York and sit while they interviewed ballerinas and if I could tell him which ones he should hire and which ones he shouldn't just I said on your I said because I don't like her hair color her eye color don't hire her and he says, well, no, but if there's a ghost or if they have a curse or something on them, I don't want them. I went, yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. I just like, no, I'm not doing that. What if they were the best dancer but had this mother-in-law problem? You're going right. to down like your best dancer option for mediocre just because there's nobody following them around at the moment. Like that makes no sense. And, you know, and if he was a very good director or whatever it is that he did in this company, you know, uh, he, he should know that theaters are full anyway. What, who cares if somebody's attached to somebody? It, it was, it, people are, can be ridiculous sometimes. So well, yeah, even that one could go to the grocery store later. That's right. And pick up somebody. So That's right. What did I mean? I said to him, you've got the whole idea of what I do totally backwards. I said, I, I, I don't do that. I says, I am not a lie detector and I can't tell what people are doing anything like that. So, yeah, it, it's. You know what? And I, it seems like a lot of my stories deal with mother-in-laws, but it, it's just not mother-in-laws. You can you can have a relative that's a real pistol, no matter what they are to you. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there was that gentleman you cleared out of my house who just didn't like women, and some of that was mommy issues or right. is perceived, and decided to come be a pain at my house. So. That's right. And this is the thing people have to realize is that when you die, you have your same personality. So if it's something you didn't like when you were alive, you are not going to like it when you're dead. And now that you're dead and nobody can see you, you might try to do something about that. But you're going to get caught. So just watch it. <laughs> right. That's right. Because between you and, and your daughter. That's like right. We, we, we can handle it. So right. We can handle it. Not a problem. Yeah. But this one, I, I decided that the mother-in-law didn't like anything fancy. So that's what we're going to call this one. Nothing fancy because she was just so upset about it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine hanging around to torment anything later oh i don't know you said a couple times you're gonna stick around well i mean not not for things like that like if i were gonna stick around to torment people it would be you know like if, if there was some prolific pedophile or serial killer out and about like they're gonna go have an accident they're gonna trip down some stairs <laughs> <laughs> right but okay. just because 
if, if, if it's somebody that my son may, eh, whatever, that's his problem now, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but keep in mind, that's your only child too. And I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, there is, I don't care if you have one child or 10 kids, they bring home whoever they're going to marry, no matter who they bring home, they're never going to be good enough for your kid. That's just mm -hmm. life. I mean, unless you handpick that person, you're going to have to suck it up. So Right, right. Well, it's, it's kind of like, eh, that's the one you choose. Now, unless they are blatantly like somebody that's breaking the law or, you know, just, just doing really bad things. If it's just a personality clash, or, eh, it's your problem. Deal with it. Right. You know, I may not over for every holiday dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because there was a, a father that hadn't crossed over. His daughter had married a, a guy. And uh, when I cleared the house, the father was there. And her husband, his son-in-law, was a drug dealer. She didn't even know it. The father knew it because he was watching over the whole thing, but the daughter didn't know it. And I didn't say anything to the daughter. Well, the husband was sitting right there. So there was nothing I was going to say. You know, I'm just listening to the whole thing. I'm going, oh, I just got to get out of here. So I looked at the father and I said to him, uh, I says, I will contact somebody. And he said, you promised me. I says, oh, yeah, it's a promise. I'll, I'll contact somebody. And I did, and there was, well, I know a lot of cops in a, diff, a lot of different burgs. So I, I called up a cop from this place, and he said, we knew he was in our radar. And I said, well, here's where the drugs are. Dad told me where he had them stashed. They somehow, I don't know how they did it, because, again, I'm an anonymous tip, but they got a search warrant. The guy is still in prison. Well, good. Yeah. So, so, you know, sometimes it works out. Okay. I think that's going to be its own episode. Maybe, you know, Yeah, maybe <laughs> but, we might do that. Yeah. 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 Parents so from that stop, well, now, wait a minute. That might stop any drug dealers or arm dealers from having me clear their house though. We have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, we already know that most husbands don't believe in what you do anyway and aren't even home when when the ladies are calling. Now, this is also my personal assumption that most of these dealers are going to be males. True. They may or may not be correct in this. So, No, they may have lady helpers, but it seems like they always think they're the brains of everything. Right. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Some some helpful parents or other people right. on side, like hey, like call somebody on this one. That's right. That's right. Leave me out of it. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, catch us every Wednesday for our next episode of When Go Speak. And you can catch us live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on both of our YouTube channels, Marianne Winkowski and uh, Goddess Elite, and on all of the Facebook pages, Twitch. Yeah, I think we still might have Twitter. I don't know. Twitter's Twitter's questionable now oh, <laughs> with everything okay. going on with that. But but yeah, catch us uh, live every Wednesday and ask questions about episodes that you have listened to or any questions you might have about Earthbound Spirits, the TV show and Go Speak, or anything you can think of. It's a fun conversation. 
people have a good time when they come, believe me. So they it's do. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a really good week and we'll do it again. All right. Bye, bye guys. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.